0: Hey everybody, welcome to Zane's world, I'm Zane. And in this world, right now, it's just me. I would normally be joined by Steve, Mel, Erica, and a guest, but this is the craziest uh, month of the year for us. The summers are always crazy. And I'm actually leaving the house here in about four minutes to head to the airport for Tales of the Cocktail. So if you are at Tales of the Cocktail or you are in New Orleans uh, this week, of July, I don't even know what date is, July 17th uh, and onward until Sunday, uh, hit me up, hit me up somehow. You'll figure it out. Instagram, email me, whatever. We will be hitting. It's amazing. Probably right now we're RSVP'd for like literally 20, 27 parties. We're not going to be able to hit them all, but we're going to do our best. And, and, you know, we'll have some really crazy stories to tell you guys uh, next week on the podcast, as we will all be here and cooling down. We have big things happening this summer, but probably not too much more traveling. And now that I think about it, I'm probably going to Oregon in two weeks. But anyway, that being said, we will get uh, to the Saintsboro podcast more regularly. So in the meantime, check out this interview uh, that I did when I was joined by Dan Dunn. Dan Dunn, he's been on this show. You can go listen to that interview. He is fascinating. He was a, a a writer, the the booze columnist for Playboy magazine, and was friends with, what's his name, the crazy guy? Anyway, you're gonna have to listen to the episode to find out who it is. And uh, Fear and Loathing. Anyway, so in, in what you're about to hear, we sit down with Glenn Howerton, uh, one of the creators of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he, uh, after he gets grilled by Dan, we talk about how that came to be. And it's really interesting to hear how a lot of projects in Hollywood actually came to fruition and what the people had to do to do that it's like it's always that sort of that that catch-22 where you can't get an agent until you book something and you can't book you can't book something unless you have an agent it's like this thing that everyone deals with when they come out to Hollywood and so really the advice that I give to people consistently is is you got to just do it yourself you got to figure out and you got to do it and you're going to probably do it wrong as you'll Kind of hear how their approach to it was. And then the, you'll, uh, then you'll figure it out and you'll make it work. I mean, really, that's part of what has happened with me. It's like constantly making things like shows before I ever did three sheets. I was making my own stuff. And then someone saw that and said, Hey, this would be a fun guy to go get drunk. So anyway, listen to, uh, this interview with Ben Howerton and Dan Dunn. We will fill you in next week with everything that transpires this week. If I can remember it. We'll be back in a moment with more Zine's World. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same day delivery at totalwine.com. Cheers! Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free GetUpside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free GetUpside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year.
0: You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside gas app now.
1: Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code AUTO for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code AUTO. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and
0: use promo code AUTO. That's A-U-T-O. Visit GetUpside.com for terms. It's time to get fired up. And Brad Jenkins is here to help join the new show, Fired Up with Brad Jenkins on Podcast One. Join the former White House staffer as he sits down with some of the biggest names in politics to tackle the most important issues of the day. Download new episodes of Fired Up with Brad Jenkins every week on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Like what you hear? Tell your friends and leave a rating and review. Welcome back to Zine's World. We are we are anxiously
2: waiting Glenn Howard.
0: Well, let's talk about where he is. He is a, he is across the street at the at CBS Radford Studios.
2: I don't know if we can say what he's doing because maybe they don't want to know. That's fine. He's doing a guest yes! appearance on another show. On another show. Huh.
0: So, he's, he's, so he's so he's right? across uh, at some point they We'll will. ask
2: him when he comes in. At some
0: yeah. point they will. I yeah. I'm, I'm going to be taking sips of Old Bay. Yeah, do it. And for every minute that he's uh, and and He's not late be, because, he he said, be. because he said because he said I'll be there when, when i when, when I'm done. Yeah. Just be trashed when he gets here.
2: What else can you make with this? That'd be good. What else can you make with this then, besides the Bloody Mary? this, so good.
0: I've also hard. been making beer cocktails with it as well. I'm so excited to put it on an oyster. I want to punch you no, in the I face. No, I, I, I know. Like but a, a, it has nothing to do with like anger or anything. Like, like, no, do they have, do they have oysters up. at Trader Joe's? If they do, you, I don't know if you, you want to hope that. <laughs> I bet they have fried and frozen ones, which would tr- be
1: weird. I don't even trust their chicken sandwich that's pre-made, so you don't want to go too crazy.
2: Really? No. Yeah, oysters.
1: Oysters from a – yeah. But that is a fail. Damn, I should have brought that. Who would huh? be – would oysters
2: be – Although,
0: who would have shucked them, though? I would have had to have – Josh. Because you, you got to shuck oysters. Nobody does to-go oysters from restaurants. By the, way, by the way, I did an oyster shucking challenge in Key West, and I won it. Really? One. Oh, yeah. all right. So I would have just yeah. brought in I, I did not cut my So hand. then
2: we could have done it. We could have brought some oysters No, we're going to do this again. I'm and, bringing uh, some
0: oysters. Please, please bring sure. some oysters. That's happening. Because it's, it's really – so you just pour it all over the top of it. Now, let's
2: go. I was going to say. By the way, hot off the presses, email go. Glenn, Glenn Howerton. Go. I'll wrap here in about 10 to 15 and head straight there. I'm at Universal. You know what uh, that means? I say we take a break an and hour. go look for some oysters and come back to Glenn do it. Howerton. Let's do it. Let's do here we go. We'll be right back with Glenn Howerton. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dennis system is a
1: comprehensive approach to seduction that I have perfected over the years. See, my success with women does not solely stem from my good looks and my charm. There is a careful, systemic approach that has allowed me to become the playboy that I am today. A playboy? Is that how you see yourself? Yes. He has banged a lot of chicks. You know, just shut up, D. Shut up. Now, the first step to any erotic conquest is to D, demonstrate your value. In this most recent case, my subject was Kaylee, acute pharmacist. I demonstrated my value to her by filling a prescription. I told her, it's for my grandmother. She's quite ill. Thus demonstrating my value as a loving grandson and an all-around great guy. You're forging prescriptions now?
2: That's the easy part, D. I would have gone in and bought a box of Magnum condoms. Thus demonstrating that
1: I have a monster dong. Right, that comes off a little bit desperate, Frank. Now, if you want to have a magnum condom peeking out of your wallet when you go to pay, that's a different story. Oh,
2: wanna... yeah, look at that. I love that <laughs> show. Why don't you just play I'm the whole fan. episode? I'm very excited. <laughs> I was wondering yeah, if we were going, going to. We just,
0: just keep playing it?
2: Glenn Howerton with us here. How are you, man?
0: I'm doing great. How are you guys? God, I'm so excited for
2: the sun. Ah, I am a little drunk
0: right now. And yeah. Dan, is embar- Dan is feeling like I might embarrass him. Why? Because you said don't embarrass me.
2: Oh, all right. Well,
0: sh- <laughs> now that's the don't first embarrass. time. Guess, now you've already embarrassed <laughs> was, me. It was a pretty uh, clear indication. Sunny
2: premieres tomorrow. By the way, we're <laughs> using the magic of, yes, you know, Sunday, uh, why Wednesday. Have, why do you have to take the
0: – do, people don't know when we're recording this. Why did you need to take the magic out of it right well, there? Because
2: he was like, it doesn't premiere tomorrow.
0: Could have winked. All right. That's why
1: they let's invented try, Let's try it again. Right? I would have thought that that was like two different things entirely. <laughs> that they're now, separate yes. things.
2: He's wrong about again? my show
0: and he's hitting on me. And he's hitting on me.
2: Wednesday, September 4th, 10 p.m. on fxxy the Extra X? Well, it's a whole new channel. Okay.
0: It's a whole new
1: channel for FX that they're launching, and uh, we, I guess, are going to be oh. the cornerstone of that wow. new network, wow. which wow. is a huge responsibility um, and one that I don't take entirely all that seriously.
2: Do you, do you feel up to the challenge?
1: I'm not doing anything differently. I'm just doing the same show that we've always been doing, and then I'm going to let them sort out. A whole new channel aspect of it. That's, I have nothing to do with that. It's like, here's the show. You want to put it on a whole new channel? Fine
0: fine you, Ten should, seasons? you should do it different because it's been working this long right change it <laughs> change, change do it change some, it. do something yeah yeah you know what since it's going so well right now and you don't need to change it you should jump the shark you should find a way to do something to, to drastically change the program well we've already jumped the shark we jumped the
1: shark uh like season two <laughs> um and we went ahead and got it out of the way early so that we could just continue to jump the shark over and over again and not have any rules i was thinking
0: you could have dan on the show that would be the end yeah Oh, but what? normally you try to do something good when you jump the shark or do something bad? I, I, I guess I'm a little confused. It's You're...
2: bad. Jumping the shark's bad.
0: Okay. And, so, putting, and putting you on the show is bad. Would be
2: bad. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Not a good thing, okay.
0: probably. Good. You know, mm-hmm. We're in the shit. same.
2: I was looking. You know there's entire websites that are devoted to pointing out your fuck-ups?
1: Oh,
2: uh, yeah. really? I was on this TV. That's awesome. TV.com, and, and I was looking. I thought, who has time for this? It says,
1: <laughs> Tell me what, yeah. season
2: seven, episode six, the storm of the century. Okay. The channel broadcasting from the Superstore could not have been emitting in 3D as not one but two cameras are needed to create a 3D image. Mm. There was only one camera.
0: Mm, that's true. I remember thinking the same thing as yeah. I was watching.
1: <laughs> That's funny because when I was a kid and I used to have 3D comic books – it was only one comic. I didn't have to look at two comics at once. So I'm going to go ahead and say that's wrong.
2: That person's wrong? Yeah, okay. that, that person's
0: an idiot. All right. Mm-hmm. This
2: per- what were the – this is actually the, the Dennis system, which I we was just one, heard.
0: I, I was the one that wrote that one.
2: What did the dentist system stand for? What was the acronym for? D was demonstrate value. We right. just heard. What was E.
0: Uh, oh boy, you can ask. This
2: me. is okay. like a like a Star Trek
0: nerd asking. You remember when uh, episode 57, like 30 years ago? There's a
2: lot of sunny nerds that wish they could be sitting here now. It's like I, asking
0: I, Gene Roddenberry
1: questions about the original Star, about Star
2: Trek. Trek. Well, it's engaged physically. How many episodes engaged have you physically.
1: done? Uh, we have done. After, well, okay, so we just shot season 9, so now we've done 104. Right if you count each two-part episode as as a separate. Part. So you're asking him to remember a snippet from the script. I'll, oh, I'll, no, listen. I've either written or rewritten them all. I remember all of it. Okay, what, what does the dentist system stand for? Uh, demonstrate value, engage physically, oh, n- nurture dependence, <laughs> neglect <laughs> emotionally, inspire hope, separate entirely.
2: That's right. <laughs> I, I thought he paused because he didn't. I was trying to take
0: the pressure off him.
2: No. How did I look like a douche in that scenario? <laughs> Did you know that in season five, episode nine, the amount of water that was splashed on your sweatshirt changed between shots?
1: What what, what episode is that? I don't know the numbers of the episode. Mac and
2: Dennis break up.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Good.
2: That's what we're here to point out. Good, like, good, good. More shortcomings. Good. Anyway, I found this website that basically is it, it, pages and pages. I like that. Stuff. Pointing out little things that you did.
1: I like that stuff. And and you know sometimes people catch some really interesting things. Like for instance um we what did we do we previewed something from this season what did we do maybe it was oh you know what i i can't remember what it was but somebody caught a clip of an episode that we're doing this year in which we show a a portion of a videotape that our characters had shot in season three and it was something that was in the episode that was seen through a camera that charlie was carrying But we learned later in that scene that Charlie didn't have tape in the camera. Therefore, it wasn't recorded. Therefore, the piece that we were showing in our new episode wouldn't have been on that tape because it was never put to tape. So we actually went back. This is before we aired the episode, so Now we went back and we actually changed it.
2: They were right. Somebody somebody pointed that out to you. Somebody pointed
1: that out. I remember where they saw the clip. I I don't remember. I'm trying to remember what it was. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. It was Charlie was on Conan and he showed that clip on Conan and somebody pointed out they were like oh that that piece would not be on that tape because that wasn't actually recorded you guys never recorded that
2: is that scary to have fans that are that
1: into it I think it's great I think it's great I think it's amazing that they're paying that much attention
0: I want to know the story because Dan told me not to ask any questions and so I didn't prepare and now I wish that I prepared (laughs) a little bit but um, I've heard the story of how you guys got your start what's how did how did the show come to be well, we were we were just shooting things on our own because we were just actors and we were tired of just auditions. Out here or in
1: Philly? No, in LA. Okay. In LA. Yeah. No, I'm not from Philly. I never I've never lived in Philly. Nor has Charlie. I've worked in Philly before and I had worked in Philly before. But um no, we we all lived in New York around the same time. But it, this was in LA and we just started shooting our own things and uh we, we the first thing that we made was uh a mockumentary in which Rob played uh a, Haley Joel Osment already all grown up. This was (laughs) in two. That makes sense. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: this was this would have
1: been ten years. This is back in two thousand three. So he was playing a a grown up Haley Joel Osment, and Charlie was playing a grown up Frankie Muniz, and they were living in an apartment together. And after having both gotten out of prison, um, and I played their acting their extremely uh, uh, garish acting teacher. And we just did this really stupid uh, mockumentary and it was – we had such a blast. It was really dumb. Um, and then the next thing we shot was was a scene of a guy coming over to his friend's house to ask for sugar and the friend tells me he has cancer. That eventually evolved into an entire episode in which we shot on our own, which eventually evolved into the show. Wow.
2: Well, hey. What's his name? Sam Witwer. Uh, yes. Stars of sci Fi's Being Human. Yes. I had Sam on the, my previous show and Sam, I guess – we recruited him as a cameraman. Right?
1: Sam, uh, yeah, I've known, I've been good friends with Sam for many, many years. We went to school, we went to college together, and uh, and he's he's still one of my closest friends. Anyway, Sam, um, I basically talked him into buying a camera, <laughs> as I did, as did as I did with Charlie, and um, so we shot the whole thing with three cameras. And yeah, Sam was uh, was one of our original cameramen. Which uh, that's a, that's actually a really interesting fact, especially for fans of Being Human,
2: because that's a huge fan base too for that yeah. show.
1: Isn't well, it? And, and Star Wars fans too, because he's huge in the Star Wars world. Um, but not that he wasn't. I mean, he he was working as an actor at the time too. But he we basically just recruited all of our friends. I mean, Hornsby was a cameraman. I was a cameraman. Uh, Jimmy Simpson was a cameraman. What did, what
2: did do you remember? What what it cost you to shoot the the thing that would eventually get you the TV deal?
1: I mean, it was nothing. the 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 biggest cost was I bought a camera, which I was going to do anyway because we were sh- starting to shoot things together. And so it was all, all the cameras were more like an investment. What did you get? What was it? It was the Panasonic DVX one hundred. Okay. Um, and then I think Charlie and Sam um, uh, got got theirs later when the 100A came out.
2: Nerd talk. Wow.
1: Did <laughs> uh, anyway. you guys modify them with the chip? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was the biggest cost. And then everything else was, was really zero money. We borrowed a, a boom mic from a friend of ours, uh, a guy named Shiloh Strong, who um, is the older brother of Ryder Strong. Who is an actor? Who? Who? <laughs> yeah. we, who we we apparently, guys, know, yeah, Look really him well. <laughs> <laughs> Look Look them up. Look them
2: <laughs> up. Look him, look him,
1: look him. up look anyway, up. these are great guys. Google them. Um. Uh, but no, it, it costs us nothing. I mean, it was and just a the And the then cameras. you
2: go in, so it's not the, tra- the, the Are you traditional- in the black yet on it?
1: What's that? <laughs> oh, you made a profit on it. Oh, yeah, I thought you were making. Did you get it, your money back ca-
2: <laughs> did You get your money back from the camera yet?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're in the black on that.
2: But yeah. you go in, so it's a non-traditional approach. Now you're not going in and pitching a show. You're just coming in and going here. Watch this.
1: Yeah, watch the DVDs. This is this is the show. This is the cast. We're we're creating the show. We're producing it. It's it's this is this is it. And then what happened? Um, and then we 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 shopped it around to a bunch of different places. Um, actually quite a few of them i mean i think we got there were three or four different networks that were interested in doing the show but the but fx really they were the ones that that basically said to us we don't want to change it we want you guys to do exactly this is the show wow. let's do it everybody else had some ideas on how to change it which is fine we were open to open to anybody's ideas it's just that none of their ideas were good and fx said uh we love what you guys do we want you to go even further with it and basically make the exact- and we ended up shooting the show on those cameras, the, the DVX-100A oh, wow. and then eventually the B <laughs> <laughs> uh, for years. <laughs> How did Danny get involved? After season one, um, FX loved the show, but nobody watched it. Um, and they didn't have a tremendous amount of money to pour into advertising it and marketing it. Um, and they basically said to us, we want to do more another season of the show, but we've got to bring something to our bosses at the high-up level. Uh, to prove to them that it's worth us doing another sh- another season because the ratings didn't reflect that it was a hit of any kind. So they had a couple suggestions and one of them was let's add a name to the show, which we were – l- we weren't excited about that because we didn't – we liked we, – we wanted to keep everybody on the show almost practically anonymous. Yeah. Um, uh, so bringing somebody high profile on was a little bit of a, a bummer to us, but we had already thought about bringing parental characters into the show anyway. And uh, John Langraff, president of FX um Pitched to us, Danny DeVito, and I mean, he could not have named the, the, yeah, a more perfect I would, I actor. I think
0: that that would be their reaction.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's just he, he his sense of humor, the kind of stuff that he's done, the darkly comic style of humor uh, has, I mean, we were besides just being fans, we just felt like he fit with the show. He kind of seems
0: like a team player, you know what I mean? You, you don't want to have one of those names that that's actually like coming in and knows what they're bringing in there, yeah. push, pushing their their weight around and all that kind of stuff. He just we were concerned. seems, about seems like one of the, one, one of you guys. But even with him, we were concerned. We didn't know the guys. So we thought I maybe mean, this guy's is he going to want to be
2: the yeah, star but, of the but show? But you could take him,
1: you know, you could take him. <laughs> yeah, in a fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, 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 sure. But he came in and it just meshed from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, he basically said to us right from the beginning. He said, "Guys, I want this to be this show is great because because it's an ensemble cast. It's there's no lead character. Um, I want to just I, I want you guys to really work hard to figure out how to integrate me into the gang without it seeming uh, you know unnatural and." You know, he 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 kind of allayed all of our fears right at the beginning and said, "I don't want to be the lead of the show. I don't don't worry. I'm not going to come. in. I want to just want to be part of the gang. That's it." Yeah. The fact that he even did the show is, is really the story. I mean, that's that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I got to give props to Rob McElhenney because he went over to his house and basically talked him into it. And um, but but Danny was a fan of the show. He'd seen the first season. He was friends with John Langraff and uh, his son. Is that me? That's you.
0: Oh man, that's what your drunk ass did. See. You told me to turn my phone on. I I didn't know that I
2: left my phone on you.
0: you're <laughs> the guy always yelling at people.
2: So he gets on, and then I mean, did the ratings turn around right away? They made a noticeable jump in the second season for sure, but it wasn't. It
1: still wasn't a like a giant hit or anything. I mean, we thought with with him on, it was just going to be huge. But again, they didn't. They there wasn't a, a marketing budget for the show, or at least a big one. And FX was not known for comedy, so I think people. Were, I mean, we were the only comedy. There I think it was maybe there were two comedies before us ever. And they just got swallowed up. Because then
2: it was – the big hits then were The Shield was on then, right, yeah. for them. And uh, was Nip-tuck. Rescue Me On. Yeah. Nip Nip-tuck, yeah.
1: Nip-tuck, Rescue Me, and The Shield. Cool. And um, so, I mean, they were trying to open up their brand to a whole different
2: – See, it's so funny because I'm from Philly. And so I met Rob and Caitlin at the shack at a Philly bar in Santa yeah. Monica. and everybody we knew, they were extraordinarily famous, you know, like everybody knew Sonny you know, and right. realized that, so we, you know, when they walked in the bar, I think that was after the first season, mm-hmm. everybody in the bar was like, wow, hey, they're here! It's like George Clooney walked in.
1: Yeah, know? well but that's because it, it's a Philly bar, but you know well, one thing I'll say that right from the beginning, and, and it continues to this day that's nice, is that it's always felt like a hometown show. It's always felt like that that show that you watch and you're like, why isn't everybody talking about this so people feel a certain ownership over yep. the show and it's a, and a pride that they s- have seen it since the beginning and, and, and that they did, they discovered it early and, and they're the ones that spread it, the, the words to all their friends. So you're welcome. Yeah. yeah well, you were, you Dan, were one oh, of those Dan, people. You did it. Oh, yeah, it was me. Make sure to stick around after this podcast to
0: get the latest headlines from the AP News Minute. Well, you're here. Might as well join us. Welcome to Zane's World.
2: You know what I'm going to do right now, Zane? Trivia questions? How about, how about my Philly I, quiz that I just here's, put together? Here's
0: what, here's what was originally going on through, in my head, is that I thought he was fr- from Philly. No. And you have a quiz about famous Philadelphia. Well, it's,
2: it's, it's, in, it's Philly. I was just
0: going to sit here. You'll both have a equal, equal opportunity it. to do... Poorly. You know, like that, that prison that's doing that hunger strike? Yeah. You're not going to do it. No, I'm just saying. A, what about a, it? Well, like, Okay. But they're gonna, <laughs> yeah, like, you know they're like they're
1: not, they're not eating. Yeah. No, but they 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 are going to start uh, they can legally um force feed them. That's true. Okay. So that they're 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 talking about doing that.
0: But I think it's their you know it's like don't eat. Don't eat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So so when you had this quiz I was just not going to play. You're not going to play? Well, gonna, you should
2: you should try it. I think you'll do okay.
0: Now by the way, so the whole now I'm going to eat all right, let's do it.
2: All okay. right, give us our quiz music. <laughs> okay. uh, we're gonna need a buzz in. We're going and um, by the way, we're playing. Oh, yeah. We're gonna play for a bottle of Blue Coat Gin. Wow, it's from Philadelphia. Wow. Okay. All right, there it is, right there, bottle of Blue Coat Gin. But, we do need a buzz in from you, Glenn. It can be anything that we've discussed. It could be you know just any word.
0: Maybe I'll go first to give you, you an means. idea. Yo, yo, that's mine. All right, that's yours. That's mine. So it has a Philly thing to it. Oh, yeah.
2: But it can be anything.
0: Maybe, you know what? yours you should be. I see dead people. Because that was a that was a Philly okay. movie. Okay,
2: yeah, but that that, that's it awfully long. Film. Yeah,
0: M. Night Shyamalan. That was from he there. He does this
2: all the time. What if, if he, I What
0: if it's just Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Oh, that's okay. pretty good.
2: Yo and Shyamalan. Here we go.
0: I might change my start. You
2: off with the easy ones. Okay. Philadelphia is located in an area known as the what Valley?
0: Yo, it's a Philadelphia Valley.
2: That's incorrect. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the what Valley? The what Valley? Hudson
2: still incorrect
0: <laughs> I haven't any
1: idea
2: the Delaware Valley oh sure. nice job sure Philadelphia is one of how many cities to have all four major sports uh yo Saint four. four that's incorrect mm. how many major cities metropolitan yeah, cities no, we got, have, we got have all four major sports
1: uh I'm gonna say none none do that's
0: incorrect <laughs> When his voice goes up, that was that, That's was, funny. that was that was kind condo- that was incredulous. Okay, there like, it, are
2: twelve cities like, oh, like like
0: you knew that before you you, you, you researched you guys this on walk Google. Yourself, don't walk don't yourself through it. don't Alex Trebekus like you know the answer to all these. Walk
2: yourself through New York City.
0: No, so you're asking we the, don't the wrong have guy. Time. I don't want the only thing the only sport
2: I watch is
1: boxing. Yeah, all right. Don't ask me sports questions. Don't ask me sport uh, questions about yeah. Philadelphia. Or he'll go all on a right, hunger strike.
2: Famous people, famous people from Philadelphia. Here we go. Sure. This actress got her first big break. Yo. As doc- yes. Sandra Bullock. That's incorrect. Okay. <laughs> as Dr. Anna Delamico on ER. She went on to star in Coyote Ugly and has been nominated twice for Golden Globes Best Supporting Actress in The Cooler and Best Actress in A History of Violence. Glenn, you're up because they ain't already. Tyra got Banks.
1: Okay. Uh, Maria Bello.
2: Maria Bello, that's correct. There uh, we go. All right. This guy starred alongside teen heartthrob Sean Cassidy in the Hardy Boys Nancy Drew Mysteries series.
0: yo Zane Lamprey uh, his name was uh, Parker Stevens that's
2: Steven Sen yes we'll give it to you we'll yeah, give it to you Parker yeah, okay. All right. this Parker Hollywood Stevens. A-lister made his film debut in Wet Hot American Summer in 2001
1: is it guy or girl oh I got, I got this uh, uh, Shyamalan Bradley Glenn. Cooper
2: that's correct Bradley <laughs> Cooper alright we're getting there. this guy was the host of the gong show yo Zane Lamprey uh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I know yeah, I, could, I, I got Host of the gun show, I got they made scared a, out of they me they made a movie about him George yeah. Clooney made a movie oh, about him. he wore oh. hats he wore lots of hats oh, over yeah, his eyes Yeah, yeah, yeah thought yeah. he was a secret agent yeah. he
0: was a secret agent yeah. he was yeah. yeah. I'm forgetting his
2: name Chuck Barris oh Chuck my Barris. god
1: Rob would have gotten that one
2: and finally this comedian became the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson's most frequent guest with 158 appearances on the tonight. Yo! Zane Lampard. Jay Leno. No. From Philly. I I don't know. Jay Leno's from Boston.
0: Okay, thanks. Oh, God. Uh, hundred. Richard Pryor?
1: Nope. I don't know.
2: David Brenner.
1: David Brenner, okay. All right, there you go. You guys don't know shit about
2: Philly. No, No, I don't. I really don't. don't. All right. Apparently we
0: don't. Uh, Thanks for making me look like a fool. Well, we're about to do the same thing (laughs) to Dan right now. This is a... uh, so here, here's what happens. If you you guess in, okay, yeah, and you, you can use you can use the shamlon. That was I think that was a very fun thing. And you can have you have your own. And then if it's, it has a number in it, which only, only one does, if you're not right, the then the other person can take the over the under. Okay. All right. But I I, I thought they were all numbers. Do I need a buzz in? Yeah. What's your buzzing? So at some point, uh, silence is probably not the most effective buzz. I agree. Sunny. There you
2: go. Ooh. All right. Give you a plug. Sunny.
0: How much does the Liberty Bell weigh? Sonny! That was so dumb to... Okay, go ahead. A lot. Oh, you want the over or under on that? I want... Yeah, both. I want the over and the under. <laughs> you get the over. Because it weighs <laughs> yeah. a lot, but compared to a cruise ship, okay, n- I'm gonna not guess. so much. I'm going to guess. Go for it. Four tons. Uh, that is incorrect. Dan, over or the under? The over? Under. Yeah, that's right. Although, how'd that backfire? Because he was wrong, and then you were... 2,000 pounds. A ton. Oh, a ton. One ton. Yeah. It's one ton
2: 2,000 yeah. pounds? Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. You yeah, I anyway. did right. know
0: that. Yeah. How much is a ton? 2,000 pounds. Yeah. damn yes. it. <laughs> there is a museum in Philadelphia uh, dedicated to the works of a single great French artist. The uh, collection-
2: what's my buzzing Sonny. Sonny. Rodin. Yeah, oh, gross. that was going to be my guess. Hmm.
0: You son of a bitch. The uh, collection of the artist's work in Philadelphia is the largest outside Paris. Who's the artist? Yes. Which famous type of hat was born in Philadelphia?
2: Uh, Sonny. Shyamalan.
0: Shyamalan, Shyamalan, the tricorner hat, whatever the fuck <laughs> that that's
2: called. The uh, tricorner, the one they use in Star Trek. <laughs> no, the the fucking uh, the the three cornered. Oh, the the, yeah. the Stetson. Sonny. yeah, Stetson. Stetson.
0: Yeah, he's right. Can't give that. He said. Well, John B. They were the cat- He's the hats. guest. He's the guest. All right. He began commercially manufacturing his famous hat in 1863 in Philadelphia with an initial investment of $100. It famously has three corners. I made the last part up. Mm-hmm. Um, what famous figure and master of sarcasm made. Sonny! Okay.
2: Kate Upton. <laughs> She's got a famous figure. But
0: that's not. I don't think that's. Master that. of sarcasm. Master- She's
2: very sarcastic.
0: I know, but th- maybe the rest of the question, maybe oh. there's a lot of people that could fit that in Philadelphia. Uh, I'd rather be dead than be in Philadelphia. I'd rather be dead than be in Philadelphia. I know, I know
2: who it is, but I can't guess.
0: Who it is. I did. That was the person. That was pretty good too. Uh, was that Rodney Dangerfield? No, no. She. I'd <laughs> James, rather be James dead Cagney. than be in Philadelphia. Malone. Oh, is that W.C. That, that Fields? Fields? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, One God. of the Three Stooges, or Stooges, as he wrote it, was born in Philadelphia. <laughs> who was it? I mean, you got pretty good. Shyamalan. Person. Yeah. Curly. It's wrong. Sonny. Yeah. Mo, No.
2: Shemp. Larry.
0: That's it. Oh, Larry. By, by that, the way, Dan, that's
2: Shemp. how you spell stupid. I know, Tyler. Thank where you for Shemp. ringing. Where was Shemp born?
0: Uh, Shemp was born in uh, Toledo.
2: All right.
0: This famous seamstress made the uh, first American flag. Sonny. Did you want to ring in, too? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Betsy Ross. That is correct. I'm killing you. Do you want a drink? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's like, it. Oh, I didn't Just, realize you I was get... going to be learning all about Philly today on the show. Yeah. you you was the one that was doing the learning to us. So wait, you're done now with the season. So what do you do now? You take a break and do movies? You gonna do. Uh, well, well, you know, we're, I'm always developing something
0: else. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Ziering did Sharknado, then took a break from Sharknado mm-hmm. and went and did um, the, the stripping the what's that called? Chippendales uh, squirrels. Yeah, Chippendales. The
1: squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So
0: he did that. So that's something he's yeah. got a he's got a rock and bob. You know how old he, he is? He goes to my gym. You know how he's old like 50, he is? Fifty, right? He's fifty years old.
1: Looks yeah. fantastic. Iron
2: Zeering is fifty. Years yeah, old? looks fantastic. And he, and
1: he, yeah yeah he does. I saw him and I, I just randomly saw a story about him doing some kind of Chippendales thing. Yeah, that was yeah. And they were showing, and he was like you know all shredded up. And he's a nice guy. Wait,
2: he's and CrossFit. You do CrossFit.
1: Yeah, I
0: keep hearing about this
1: CrossFit. They I don't, don't know what do the fuck it, it is. Hey, look, what, look, what is it?
0: Look, look at me for a second, because well, yeah. I do CrossFit. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> if, so if this is what you want, then you should do it. What is it? What is it? Uh, it's, it's a workout, right? It's, it's a. It? It's, yeah. it's a. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. No, you, you, don't you don't even do go. It. You're an
2: explainer. I, or should I, I take yeah, it? Yeah, you know, you do
0: it. It's like uh, it, they call it a box. Like so, it's a, it's like a box. You're 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 so you get inside a little box. Yeah, it's a big box. Okay, with a rubber floor. Yeah, and then you got like big weights and you got pull-up bars and stuff like that okay. and then and then you go in every single day the workouts are different but the good thing about it is that it's not just like you're doing uh calisthenics and stuff like yeah. that just that you 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 do a lot of like dead lifting and power power it's circuit it's circuit training well kind of it depends like yesterday was was pretty much just squats and then we did uh jump ropes <laughs> and uh sit-ups uh, I don't
2: care. I don't care. I'm not
0: selling it. I just don't care. No, yeah, no. It sounds good. I mean, you know, yeah. More if you look, of- if you, if you, most people. It's I. I, I know, notice this about watching actors. Like a lot, most actors are just like lean and just normal, and that's a pretty marketable way to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, t-
1: a you know, yeah.
0: That's that's how I used to be, and then and I hit easy. about
1: 34, it's easy. and then my and then my body decided, you know what, you're not going to be lean anymore. Wow unless you work really hard at it. Right. So what that's what What did
2: Rob I mean, well, we remember that when Rob famously decided to put on what did he put on? 60 pounds.
1: He put on 60 pounds. 60 yeah. pounds. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you think he was crazy when he did this?
1: Um yeah, of course I was like I I mean honestly, my, you know, he he pitched this hard to us and I, I was like <laughs> and, you know, he's like I think he'd be so funny and I was like yeah, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but why would you want to? Like, it wasn't the when he pitched it. I wasn't like, oh my god, that is so fucking funny. That's hilarious. I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of funny. I don't know if it's worth gaining fucking sixty pounds and like ruining your <laughs> did body get, for. Did it. he
0: get like as a person? Did he get a little grumpier? No, he was fine.
1: Yeah. It, it oddly huh. did not change his uh, work ethic, his personality, his energy level at all. And did it all come? Did it all really come on? Is I mean, it all?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much? Well. I mean when I asked him about it, he said – when I asked what the reasoning was behind it, it was he just said everybody on TV is good-looking and thin. Well, Rob
1: ha- – yes. I think it's funny. Here's boy. the thing. Yeah. Rob has body dysmorphia. He refuses to admit it, but he has body dysmorphia. in his mind – because when he – when I first met him or when we first started really hanging out in L.A., he probably weighed 135 pounds. Okay. okay. He walked is around. It, is that real? Like he was really that? Yeah, thin? he. I probably walked around around, around 135 pounds. Wow. He's, he's five seven, maybe five eight. He might be five eight. He had this. Uh, you know, he still thinks that he's that guy. He still thinks he's this tiny, teeny, tiny little guy. Yeah. And so he works out super hard because he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. And I'm like, dude, you you don't. You're not that guy. You know? <laughs> um, but None of us
2: are anymore.
1: He's just you know, I, – I, I, I'm always telling him he's got body dysmorphia.
2: Do you but. feel like the pay, it paid off ultimately, the, the, what he put himself through? Uh, yeah, I know. I
1: think it was really funny. I mean one of my favorite things about it was that we didn't make that big of a deal out of it on the show. We just kind of – what we decided would be funny would be to just kind of just let it be that and then you know if it if it uh played into the scene or the story at all him being fat actually played into it then we would comment on it it would become a part of it but it wasn't going to be like something well we're going to make a huge deal out of it Um, and then we did for one episode because to not address it would be weird but um you know for i think a couple episodes we made a big deal out of it but um he was very funny because he transformed as an actor he transformed he he changed into to this like kind of lethargic character, which I thought was very funny.
2: Pretty crazy. But I, think I mean, it's, all, I think
1: it's cool. He, he had to work really hard to do that. I mean, he, he 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 ate a shitload of food.
2: I remember the first time I saw him. We it was years ago when he came to this book signing we were doing, and I was really taken aback. Yeah. Because his face was round, and I thought, man. And he this is when he was on his way. Yeah. Probably he put on about thirty pounds at that point. Yeah. And that's when I asked him. I said, what are you, what are you doing it for? <laughs>
1: Well, and he – you know, his trainer that he was working with was saying, you know, in order to pack on the most amount of fat, you actually have to work at. So he was like lifting weights really, really hard so that he could build up mass to tack the fat onto. Okay. But in my mind, when I look at it, he just looked like his arms were huge. Like he looked like a bodybuilder with a stomach to me. You know what I mean? And I kind of wish he just stayed – like, not worked out and just at got, all.
2: Just got really fat. And just got so fat oh, as fuck yeah.
1: in the center. You know? What you I mean? That's right,
2: mate. We, I don't know. We went in, I remember a couple of years ago, we went in and did Playboy Radio. You remember that? Yeah. Me, you, Danny, and Rob. Yeah. And there's. I have a picture of Rob where he's sitting on the couch, and you're right. He looks like, a, he looks like a bodybuilder. His, yeah. his, it's, he's got a tight white t shirt like on. Like Ian Zeering. Like Ian Ziering. Yeah. younger. How old were you guys when you started, Sonny? In your 20s, right?
1: Uh, when we first shot the original home movie, we, I was 27. Uh, Rob was 26. Charlie was 27 also.
2: Um, how did how did Charlie come into the picture? Where did you guys meet him?
1: Uh Charlie, we'd known Char- we've both known Charlie for a while. Um just thought he was a really funny guy and uh originally he just we we kind of just uh roped him into it as an actor and then he eventually, you know, got much more involved. Like very quickly got much more involved.
2: And then Caitlin?
1: Caitlin uh Caitlin didn't come around until we started doing the FX version of the show. Okay. Yeah. She she auditioned for she us. She did. Mhm. Okay. God. Yeah.
2: What a run. Yeah. And you got another season left. We got
1: one more after this and then possibly more. I don't know. We we're only signed on through 10, but we may do more. You, would that. you want to keep going? Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, we've still got stories in us. Um, we're still having fun. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely open to it,
2: but didn't you want to kind of do some, I mean, you have done it, but I remember having a conversation where you wanted to do some more drama too. Right. And to do some,
1: yeah, uh, I definitely do. And I will, you know, there's time for that. Um, I, I, don't want to, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that leaves the, a great thing too early. I mean, not that, not that after 10 seasons is too <laughs> early. But, uh, you know, it, it's, we don't do that. I don't, I don't feel like we're wearing out our welcome with Sonny because we don't do that many and we only do 10 episodes a season now. So we purposely keep it small so that we feel like we can kind of keep. Keep doing it and stay inspired, so that we have more time outside of the show to do other things.
2: I think there's a tremendous. I mean, I know a lot of people that are fans of the show, and, and a tremendous amount of excitement for the new season. But the promos are very funny, and yeah. I think you know it's tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 10 yeah. p.m.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Where is FX? Is it right next to FX? Uh, what
0: channel was it? Do you know?
1: Uh, I don't know what channel it was, but uh, there's a website up now. Um, some kind of an, and I don't know it off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but, um, there is a website where you can go to see, uh, what channel it's on and if ah. you have that channel. And if you don't have that channel, um, I believe you can, uh, there's, there's yeah. things you can do about it. Um, let me see if and I can And is the mine.
2: league, the league still running right after you guys? Is that, that's still running? Uh
1: Yes. The league is on right after us, followed by a show called Kamal Bell.
2: What is it? Oh the, okay yeah, Come on, Bell, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: If you go to getFXX.com... There you go. It will uh, tell you uh, where you can find great shows like Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
2: Are yeah. you are you so you're, you're being the flagship comedy of FX you guys get the biggest office and all that. You guys still in that same office you guys have been in all those years? Um, mm-hmm. What's most
1: important? Well, we've we've only been in there for two years, but yeah, are you
0: talking about the one? Yeah, we got a the one some, with the bar in it. Yeah, we got a fun little setup.
2: I brought some booze in there. It's for being me. anchored.
0: Yeah. You, yeah. The network is being anchored by the acclaimed hit comedy "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." I like that. Acclaimed. Acclaimed.
2: acclaimed. It is acclaimed.
0: Well, it's critically Although, acclaimed.
2: Let me ask you this: No Emmys. What is up with that? I don't know. No nods, right? No nominations. You know, I
1: think – well, actually, we did get nominated. Our stunt coordinator got nominated for best stunts on a comedy this year.
2: (laughs) Best stunts on a comedy. You know Um,
1: what? Emmy nominated. uh, (laughs) That's true. So now we're an Emmy nominated show. Uh, No, I I don't know what that – I mean my guess, our best guess is that when we first started, we were really, really small. We were really, really low budget. The show really looked like shit. And there weren't other shows on television like it. So it really flew under the radar. And the, because of the story, which is an interesting story, three guys got together, shot a home movie, and it became a television show. There was all this confusion in the business, like, oh, these were like contest winners, and they won, and they won like a little TV show. And it was like this little show that they made on their own for twenty bucks, and so nobody took it seriously. Um, you know, the the sort of big time Emmy guys. It was like, you know, it was like our little teeny tiny show shot on the Panasonic DVX one hundred A hey uh against you know shows like the big bang theory and all that kind of shit and everybody was like oh that funny little show anyway emmys you know and it was like two different conversations and we've never been able to to outgrow that for some reason it's uh, we're still looked at as this like industry outsider show
2: and yet you you sort of blazed a trail for I, I mean directly i think with louis for instance where uh-huh. You know the idea that they're going to say here, FX is going to say to you, "We want you to make the show and use the same cameras you were using and go out and do it." That's the model they now use for yeah. Louis, right? I mean, they uh, yeah. I don't know if they do it with any of the other shows, but you guys sort of created that.
1: Yes, we did, um, and that is the model that they continue to use. And Louis, Louis, Louis' deal, as I understand it, and I could be wrong about this, is they give him. A certain amount of money, and it's yeah. not much. No, and the and then he goes off and writes them, shoots them, does them. They don't give him any notes and, or deliv- any, no, and I he think, delivers them.
2: I think it's a few hundred grand, and and the deal is they get it and they, they air it the way and they, that's it. The way they get it. And and if
1: you know, it's, it's extraordinary, I've never heard of anything like it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of and we've kind, we've almost gotten to that point where that's that's kind of how they treat us anyway, just because they they trust us so much now. Like we do get notes, but
0: we do send them scripts, but it's usually this is great, shoot it. You yeah, know, it's and, very exciting. Uh, it's 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 awesome just because I, you know, I've been in the same position. Yeah. And to be able to make something and then continue to make that and do something that you love. It's it's not something that everyone no. gets to do. And it's just it's it's just awesome. It's pretty unheard of
2: and have that trust, you know?
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty unheard of. And, I, I, and, and you know, people are always telling me that that work on other shows, how
0: spoiled we are to be able to do that I'm spoiled because I get to work with Dan get to work with me yeah uh-huh. I mean that's beautiful
2: uh, you know it's
0: like listen it's like I've had other people swallow sand to get that raspiness <laughs> yeah and they just they just don't do it, <laughs> it they, get they get yeah. sick they get sick
2: I commit to it I give
0: pe- people like like just cartons of cigarettes
2: I do often wonder like what I'm going to sound like by the time I get to it's
0: 16. only going to get worse it's not going to get better
2: <laughs> I don't think it's because I didn't have this voice like yeah. 10 years ago I sounded like a girl yeah um <laughs> But is there ever been a show – one more question. Has there ever been a show idea when you talk about it that you guys wanted to do and got pushed back on it where they said you can't do it? Oh,
1: an episode idea? An episode um, idea where they
2: said we can't do this.
1: Uh, the only time that's ever happened in my memory is uh, actually in season one. Um, we – the the episode Charlie Got Molested was originally about um, – uh <laughs> Was originally about – I don't see yeah. the problem. At fir- like at first, I don't see the problem. Yeah, right, right off <laughs> the bat, yeah. that's the problem. Okay. Uh, originally it was not a gym teacher that was being accused of molesting, um, the McPoyles and Charlie in that episode, it was a priest and they were worried that that was going to piss some people off in the Christian community and, uh, that they were going to lose sponsors over it and all this kind of stuff. And our show had no track record at that point. We'd never even been on the air. Um, so while they thought it was funny and great and they wanted to do it they, – they, want, they wanted us to be able to do it. They were too worried about it and they said, we, we, can you change it to something else? At which point we literally almost quit. We almost said, you know what? Fuck you. That's yeah. not – That is not. this is the show. Are you fucking kidding me? And, not, and, and our whole argument really was that the guy didn't even do it. In the context of – within the context of the episode, the character, the priest, did not commit this crime. Yeah. And the joke – the whole joke was that um, it was us idiots that were making it seem like he did it and accusing him of it and us being fearful that he did do it, kind of taking on the, the, the whole you know, fear of what the Catholic church you – know, everyone was being sure. molested in the Catholic church and it turns out this guy was a great guy and he didn't do it. So we were like, what's the problem? You, he's, he's a good guy in the episode. Like, you can
2: just see that meeting though. They're sitting in the room going, OK, we have, we have pedophilia. We've got the Catholic Church. We've got you know the the, the worry level going up yeah. now. Obviously, I bet you if you pitch something like that now,
0: yeah, we'd be able you'd to you'd be it. able to do yeah, it for maybe, sure. Maybe for like sure. the church was one of the sponsors of the network at yes, time the time. Yes, the Catholic something. Church. Yeah, yeah, big big <laughs> uh, big deal on <sponsors. laughs> a lot of commercial time. <laughs> <They were laughs>
2: oh
0: god, we're gonna lose
1: that account. <laughs> we were right. actually we were actually disappointed after the first season that we didn't get more blowback from the show. Like we we thought like oh man they're gonna really come after us and we had all the answers because. The whole premise of the show is that most of the people in the world are are not doing anything wrong. It's the characters who are wrong, and that's what we're. That's the whole idea behind the show: is yeah. the characters are always doing the shit that's wrong. So, you know, we're, it was a pretty defensible show in that respect, and and we were never trying to be offensive. So, but we thought people would misinterpret it, and you know, the, the FX was going to lose all these sponsors and all this kind of stuff. And nothing but in happened.
2: in a way, you're kind of probably hoping that happens because then you get you're on the radar then all of a sudden it's uh, it, like,
1: oh. yeah i mean what it's not that that's what we were going for but we thought well that's definitely going to happen and that's only going to help us was yeah. there um, any blowback from the ngta the national
0: gym teachers Association? no
1: there was no no uh <laughs> the very no, powerful no lobby yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every
0: Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and don't forget to leave us a rating and review.
1: Hello guys, it's MMA fighter Chael Sonnen. Check out my podcast, You're Welcome, with Chael Sonnen every Wednesday and Friday right here at Podcast One. We cover the latest in mixed martial arts and everything else going on in the world of sport. Listen free to Your Welcome with Chael Sonnen, exclusively available at PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and reveal it.
0: Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss.
1: Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy drinking.